I spent a small part of my military career at the Harvey Point Defense Testing Facility in North Carolina. Most people know that the base is completely shrouded in CIA mystery. The rumors and conspiracy theories about Harvey Point run strong and plenty. The facility is hidden away behind large fences and large trees. It's a fascinating place with a fascinating history. But I do hope that I never set foot there again. It's a fairly large facility, and most of the people there like to make friends, as is normal amongst humans. While I was there, I heard many people talking about an animal of some kind that would appear occasionally at night and scare one of the personnel. I was always one of the people who was just too busy to stop and chat. So I never really joined in the conversations. I always just heard it in passing. From what I could gather, though... The animal was terrifying. It had scared some personnel so badly that they needed counseling. I just figured it was a large dog or a bear or something. Anyway, it seemed to be a rather hushed topic of discussion. I had heard many people talk about other people having seen it, but I had never heard anyone actually say that they had seen it, so I brushed it off most of the time. I never really thought anything of it. I was always too busy to pay attention, and... I didn't care much for spooky campfire stories. That is, until I discovered that it was nothing at all like a spooky campfire story. I was walking through the base one night, taking some paperwork with me. For the life of me, I can't remember exactly where I was going, but I know that I was walking with determination. I had my head down and I was looking at the papers when I walked directly into something. I remember noticing at first that it felt like human skin as if I had walked into someone who was completely naked, only this thing was completely cold. Keep in mind, all of this happened within a matter of seconds. I looked up, and staring at me is what looks similar to what I imagine a shaved bear looks like. Only the skin was pale, and it was about three times the size of a large bear. It was scrawny, and it breathed heavily. I was completely frozen in place. I didn't know what to do. Should I run? Should I call for help? I knew for sure that attacking wasn't an option. The large claws on that creature told me that it could kill me with one hit. So I just stared, unable to breathe from fear. The creature just huffed and scampered off into the darkness, leaving me there in a state of pure panic. The sweat was running down my back when I finally caught my breath, but with every second that I stood outside, I felt more and more unsafe. So I turned and went back to bed, forgetting all about the paperwork in my hands. That night, I didn't sleep at all. I just thought about whether or not I should tell someone what I had seen. But then I remembered the way that other people spoke about those who had come into contact with the creature, and all of it had been negative. Those people had been called weak, crazy, unstable, unable to serve. I didn't want that for myself. So I decided that I would just rather keep quiet and never walk through the base at night again. The thing that scared me most about it was that I found myself constantly wondering how it got inside the facility, or if it was rather trapped in there with no way out. I had been a park ranger for years, and I thought I had seen it all. But one night, deep in the heart of the forest, I encountered something that shook me to my core. I was on my nightly patrol, checking on the park's inhabitants and making sure everything was running smoothly. That's when I saw it, a dark figure lurking in the shadows with two glowing eyes that seemed to pierce through the darkness. 
As I got closer, I realized it was a Bigfoot, but not like any I had ever seen before. It was taller than any man I had ever seen, with broad shoulders and long arms that hung down past its knees. Its fur was a deep, dark brown, almost black, and it seemed to shimmer in the moonlight. But it was the eyes that really caught my attention. They were a bright, glowing green, and they seemed to look right through me. I froze, unsure of what to do next. The creature let out a low growl, and I could feel the vibrations of its voice in my chest. I took a step back, but it didn't seem to be aggressive. It just stood there, staring at me with those eerie, glowing eyes. After a few moments, the Bigfoot turned and vanished into the forest, leaving me alone in the dark. I reported the sighting to my superiors, but they didn't believe me. They said it was just my imagination, or that I had seen a bear or a trick of the light. But I knew what I had seen. That Bigfoot was real, and it was out there lurking in the shadows of the forest. And I couldn't shake the feeling that it was watching me, waiting for its chance to reveal itself once again. Every night, I hear what sounds like someone talking through a very muffled megaphone outside my window. It's always far away, but just enough to still hear it. The voice changes like someone is flipping to another channel on a TV. Every night that I go out with my family around our neighborhood for walks or car rides, I never hear it. The strangest part about it, though, is that it's sound high up in the air, and it starts from what sounds like one side of the neighborhood to the other. I don't know how it's able to get from one side to the other that fast, because my neighborhood is extremely large and has small roads that aren't very direct. The noise always happens between 9 and 11 p.m. at night. I asked a bunch of people in my neighborhood if they heard it too, to which they said no. There are apparently no events in the neighborhood or nearby because I checked with the HOA and even went to town hall and asked about it. But again, they said that there couldn't be any events like that. I wouldn't be suspicious of that fact if not for nobody else in the neighborhood hearing it. I don't know what the noise is or who or what it comes from, but... I just wanted to stop. It has affected my mental health and sleep schedule, and I just want it gone. This story happened to a friend of mine. I share it here with his permission. My friend described what he experienced as follows. Year, 1986. There were no electricity or road in the village. The villagers had to go to Elazig, a city of Turkey, to meet their needs, the road to the center was two, three kilometers from the village. It was necessary to be on this road at 4.30 a.m. to reach Elazee. There was only one car that goes to Elazig. The car was coming back like noon. The road used to go to Elazig was called Kinderisi, Demon Creek, by the villagers, and they thought that strange events were happening there and that it wasn't auspicious. Me and two of my friends started preparing at 3 p.m. to hit the road. The road we had to cross that included the Demon Creeks to reach Elazig was on our minds. First, we planned to cross the Ridgeway, then the Demon Creek, and enter the highway that leads to Elazig. Afterwards, we hit the road. We lighted our cigarettes while being in a deep conversation. It was utter darkness. There wasn't even moonlight. We were slowly encouraging ourselves to cross the Demon Creek and thinking about that moment. 
We were getting close to the A-Demon Creek, but first we had to cross the ridgeway. The path was so narrow that two people could not walk side by side, and it was filled with big bushes. We were moving in a single line. I was the last one in the row. The first guy in the row, named Kamal, suddenly stopped, and he mentioned that there was a black dog watched us without moving on the way. I thought to myself, that's one of our village dogs. My friends were very nervous. We were getting more scared of the stories that we had heard since our childhood. I was scared and started reciting Bismillah. It's a Muslim prey. The dog suddenly got out of the way and disappeared after moving a few meters away in the bushes. After the dog had disappeared, we thought to ourselves what the dog was doing there and continued to walk. After walking for one to two minutes, Kamal suddenly stopped again and yelled, It's the same dog again, Hassan, before moving a few steps back. Three of us didn't know what to do because of confusion and fear. The dog was looking at us again. I recited Bismillah again. The dog stood up and vanished again at the bushes, my friend said. Hey, Shan, let's go back and don't go there. And I said, to cross this road. If we don't, we will have to tomorrow. We will use this road for shopping and calm them down. Then we continued to our path. My friends were scared. Of course do I. We were talking about why did the dog appear at us again. I tried to calm them down by saying, it's just a common dog and following us. We continued to our path. We couldn't believe our eyes what we had seen after three, five minutes. A coal black goat was standing on the road like blocking the way. We were so scared. We started to pray and recite Bismillah. The goat suddenly disappeared. Disappearing of the goat made me comprehend that these events weren't ordinary at all. And we got scared seriously, but going back was unnecessary. I calmed my nerves and went to the first row of the line, and I backed my friends. I was both praying and continuing our route. It was only a sharp corner left for Demon Creek. We were shocked when we finished crossing the sharp corner. What we had seen was indescribable. Long, white as snow, shining silhouette, shape, mass, whatever. It was obvious that it had arms and legs, but its face was ambiguous, and so it started to create sounds of rumble, scream, crying. We closed our ears with our hands. We were throwing ourselves out of fear and flapping on the ground. In the same time, it was blindly shining. I started to recite my known prayers. My friends were yelling, cursing, and they didn't know what they were doing. I was thinking about how to escape this situation and staying calm. I dragged my friends out of that incident. The screaming voices turned into laughter while we were escaping from there. The laughter echoed in our minds. We head back to the village, but we didn't know how we could come back. At the entrance of the village, there was the house of Kamal. When Kamal's parents saw us, they couldn't believe their eyes. They said, what's the matter with you? You have paleness in your face. We couldn't speak, trembling continuously, make noises like dummies. They informed our relatives. They also came here. They tried to grasp with the mind the situation. I rest for a while and drank some water and told them the story. The villagers were stunned. They told us to thank God that you could come in one piece. We thought that we saved ourselves, but from sunrise to sunset for forty days, we had heavy headaches, skin rash, huge herpes in our lips. <sighs>
I grew up around Point Pleasant. As a kid, the Mothman was ubiquitous. Everyone had a story. Relatives, neighbors, friends, brothers, roommates, you get the idea. Just hearing about it always gave me the chills. My parents divorced when I was young, and me and my mom eventually moved out of Point Pleasant. I was an only child, and I'd spent summers with my dad. I loved them, but I didn't feel like I was that connected with them back then. He used to take me camping a lot. He was an outdoorsman, and he loved introducing me to the beauty of nature. It was okay, but honestly, I would have rather watched movies or played video games. During one of our trips, I wandered from our site to gather wood for a fire. The sun had already gone down, and it was getting pretty dark. I wandered a bit too far, and as I looked around, I didn't see my dad or our tid. That's when I heard this strange clicking sound coming from up in the trees. I looked up and froze, dropping the sticks in my hands. The shadowy figure was perched high in the branches, maybe about twenty feet up. Two glowing red eyes pierced the darkness staring right at me. They were big and round, and I remember being held under their spell. Like I was hypnotized or something? I was convinced it was the Mothman. The branches creaked as the creature stood up and spread its massive wings. It swooped down from the tree, shrieking. I docked and covered my eyes and felt this gust of wind as it skimmed over me. I stayed curled up in a ball, screaming, until I felt my dad pick me up and hug me, said it was the Mothman as I sobbed uncontrollably. He calmed me down and we walked back to our tent, where he cooked us dinner of hot dogs and canned beans. We ate in silence and he could tell that I was still bothered by the experience. We heard an owl in the trees, and he said a lot of times, owls are mistaken for the Mothman. He took out a flashlight and shined it around the trees, trying to find the owl. Sure enough, he caught it, and its eyes reflected this orange-red glow. The owl flew off after being identified, but I was sure the creature I saw was much bigger. I asked them what the Mothman was. He thought for a moment, then he said it was a force of nature that we just don't understand. But it shouldn't be feared. Instead, it should be revered and respected. I never heard of the Mothman described that way and I asked him if he ever saw it himself. He paused thoughtfully, smiled, and shook his head no. Normally, after dinner, we'd stargaze, and my dad would point out to constellations. But I just went into the tent and tried to go to sleep. That night, I had a horrible dream with a vivid imagery of fire, broken glass, and twisted metal. At the time, I had no idea what it meant, but it was so real. I woke up screaming, once again, my dad had to calm me down when I told him about my dream. He gave me a strange look. We weren't scheduled to leave until the following afternoon, but I was so unnerved I begged him to go home early. My dad was a good sport and didn't complain. As we packed up our stuff, I felt guilty and apologized for ruining the trip. He reassured me that everything would be okay, and that we'd make up for it with the movie night. As soon as we got onto Route 62, I felt much better. The next day we were watching TV in the afternoon, and a breaking news story interrupted the program. Apparently, there was a major pileup on Route 62, after a big rig overturned. Several cars were involved, and there were fatalities. 
It stopped traffic in both directions for hours. My dad commented that it happened on the same route that we took home. If we stuck to our schedule and left the campground when we were originally supposed to, we very well could have been involved in that accident. They continued watching the news in silence, before finally turning to me and admitting that he did see the Mothman once when he was in high school. At least he thought he did. He and some friends were driving along Route 62 one night. They were drag racing. He knew it was a stupid thing to do, but they were just teenagers. Suddenly, a winged creature started following them. No matter how fast they drove it, easily kept up he said it was dark and that he couldn't make out its features, but he never forgot its large, glowing eyes. He and his friends slowed down and the creature disappeared. That night, he had a dream exactly like the one I had. He thought it was a warning and vowed never to race again. Unfortunately, his friend died in a car wreck a few weeks later while drag racing. One of the things that you hear about the Mothman is that he brings doom like the infamous Silver Bridge collapse in 1967. That more or less introduced him, while some blamed him for that event and other tragedies over the years. My dad believed that the Mothman was just an omen. How you interpret it is entirely up to you. I know some will say he's evil personify. A servant of the devil, or something like that. I don't think he's good or evil. He just is. He doesn't pick sides. But if you see him, set aside your fear and pay attention to what he's trying to tell you. I don't know what I actually saw that night in the forest. It was dark, and my overactive kid, Imagination, immediately saw a monster. But like my dad said and even proved, it could have been an owl. I can't help but think that the signing in my dreams were the Mothman trying to warn me. Just like he warned my dad, I wondered how many other people he appeared to, and how many of them listened. The relationship between me and my dad changed that summer. We became closer. I guess sharing bizarre experiences will do that. I haven't seen the Mothman since, but I haven't been afraid either. My dad is old now, and we don't go camping like we used to. But I cherish every moment with him. In some way, the Mothman taught me that life is fleeting and never take it for granted.